You're Kid Knicks fans. Welcome to episode 19 of Knicks fans Wildin'. Coming to you after that disappointing loss at Brooklyn. I mean, you know it was disappointing when Tequila Tito is drinking dark liquor today. Look at that. Dark liquor. I only drink dark liquor when I'm upset, hoodwink, bamboos, letters straight, and flat out deceived by the referee. But we're going to get into that later. You already know the vibes, man. I'm always here with my God, Don Juan. Tell the people it's really good. What's going on? What's going on? Your boy, Don Juan here. Got the little raspy voices at the game yesterday. It was pretty intense. I mean, I, I joined half of, uh, well, maybe more than half of the stadium. It was all Nick fans in there, you feel me? But some might tell you otherwise. But, but yeah, you know, it was a tough battle last night. But we're here. My voice survived. Got a little drink in my cup, too. You're not the only one, man. That t- that loss yesterday was, was was tough, especially in the fashion how it ended, it ended. But we'll get that. We'll get into it in a bit. For sure, uh, You know, you, you coming out of the Off the Ball Network. Shout out to our guys over there always putting on. Every day there's always something to look forward to, whether it's football, baseball, basketball, golf, bets, you name it. Go check out my guys out there, Off the Ball Network. Yeah, bro, good. Check out Off the Ball. You already know the vibes, man. Don Juan, Triple M coming out off the ball and today we have a Knicks fans wildin alumni been on the mm-hmm. show before you know the other half missing from that North Carolina trip he was in in last week when we had Zebo and Keith it's the kid man Ruben tell the people it's really good bro what's going on thank you to have me back you already know we about to get into this <laughs> tough loss you know Knicks versus the refs again but hey we're going to see for what sure. happens. For sure, man. For sure. And obviously, after this Knicks Nets fans, we ha- after this Knicks Nets game, we had to bring in one of the few Nets fans that are really out there. You know, this is a longtime friend of mine. Uh, definitely got me motivated and started on my podcast journey. He had a show still going on. He's still working on some things coming up on Sasso now. Make sure to keep a lookout. I know that's coming back soon. Right here, we got my guy, my boy, Gene Carlos, the Nets fan. What's going on? What's going on? I like that. I like that moniker, the Nets fan. You know, I am one of the realest <laughs> Nets fans. You ever know, you'll ever know. So I appreciate that. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, bro. I mean, thanks for jumping on. Uh, we have another Nets fan coming fashionably late. Of course, after they win, they got to come in fashionably late, waltzing in, waltzing into the show after just taking a a, a cheap shot to talk to us yeah oh, here we go here we go here we go here we go bro <laughs> don't stop man don't stop but yeah let's get right into the game man uh back and forth game Knicks was up big in the first quarter nets came right back they took the big lead back halftime uh Knicks was up one and then the third quarter drama once again happened in, to the fashion. New York Knicks. in, Knicks, in fashion. Knicks fashion third quarter all brooklyn but the Knicks came back, man, and showed life in the fourth quarter and made this a, a close game. couple questionable calls at the end, but I'm going to start with you, Don Juan. You was at the game. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to go to you, Gene. Y'all was at the game, man. Tell us the vibes at the game, what y'all saw. And what's up? Man, the game was fun, man. The vibe was dope. It was um, – I would say that, you know, I think – I'm not sure I mentioned it earlier, but, you know, it was a – I was I, at first initially watching the game. It was like okay, 60-40, Nick, you know, Nick fans. But 
as the game progressed, I'm like, man, maybe it's 70, 30, 80, 20, because damn. But regardless of that, you know, that's all funny games. The the game, the actual game was was great. I mean, you know, it, it just the it's, it's certain things that you expect with the Knicks that they they always fill in those cards and just like the third quarter, like like you mentioned, Mario, they came they came out flat, but you know the fourth quarter, we we saw a bit where Coach Tibbs could be a little too tight with the lineup and he took Obi out. When realistically, Obi didn't really play too much during that game. If I'm not mistaken, first half only played five minutes. Wish he would have played more. I actually told Gene going into the game, I'm like, yo. Make sure you check out Obi. He's gonna bring a whole nother dynamic to the to 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 the team when he's on the floor. And he answered quickly. No, no pun intended, but he answered quick in the first I think in five minutes he scored four points and, and made his made his made a, a, a significant difference in terms of energy. And, and that's that's something we I mean we all expect. But you know, it was just something that, that I told Gene to watch out. And then come come like four minutes to the end of the game. Tim's pulls him out, and you can see that Obi wasn't with it. Like he was, he was really like coming at Tim's a bit. Like, yo, come on, how you gonna do this to me? And you can see, even see him throughout the throughout that finish line, how the game ended. That he was like pouting and, and kind of was frustrated that he wasn't on the floor with his guys. You know, especially considering that he played a big role in, in just bringing us back. Maybe not so much score, even though he had his buckets here and there. It's more just what he does. And and if you think about it, he benefits a small lineup, and, and that's what the Nets do. They don't really have a true center out there, even though that Boiler Marcus Aldridge is, is a pretty tough guy to defend. Uh, what you what you saying, Gene? What you saying? The vibes at the Barkley. It was uh, what was the, what was the split? What, what would you say was the split at the arena? <laughs> Listen, nah, it was it was probably 60-65 to. 40-35 Knicks Nets fans. Ooh, taking over the Barkley. Is that is that not? I wouldn't say that because it's always been like that. If anything, our numbers increased, so I would say we're trending upwards. I'd say that was our best performance as Nets fans against Knicks fans because mm -hmm. the Knicks fans are always out. Like the Knicks fans are known as one of the best fan bases in sports in terms of mm -hmm. just you know showing like raw emotion and energy for their for their team. I mean, we're New York. Like New York is the most lit. Like. The Nets, we had to get fans from New Jersey, and that shit was boring oh, as hell. Man. I used to go to New Jersey, and I was the loudest dude in there, and I was, like, 14 years old. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. aside from that, the vibes, it was it was, it was, was some awesome vibes. I've been to a lot of bar games. And it was great vibes, you know. Like, it was a lot of trash talking going on amongst yeah. the fans, but it was all love at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was yeah, great vibes, but when it comes to the game, you know, it, it did what it had to do. It was it was a great game. Like you guys did your thing. The rest got in the way. Um, easy scapegoat for the Knicks to do. You know, that's Julius Randle's go-to move during post Nets games is just making a fucking, just crying about it, always ranting. Something oh, every, after go. every single Nets game, he always got a rant. You know, like yo, show the jersey off. Show the jersey off for the people, man. People really want to see what that Nets jersey like. Okay, vintage Vince Carter. That's a vintage Nets jersey. That's not no real new team. It's the victory one, so I had to I had to bring it out. It was a great vibe, man. You know, it was great, great performance from both teams. But like the Nets didn't play their best game, um, and I don't think the Knicks played their best game either. So. Um, it was it was it was great vibes, man. It was awesome. That's great, man. Coming 
as mentioned previously, walking in eight minutes late after this win, just fashionably late, always a Nets fan, Brooklyn fan. He was man. talking oh, to Kyrie. Talking, talking to Kyrie, still trying to get the man vaccinated. <laughs> we got one of the trash-talking Nets fan I know, man. Had to bring him on the show after the win so he could gloat a little bit after they cheated right here. This is my boy, Seb. Seb, tell the people. It's really good, man. Welcome to the show. On? What's going on? Let's go, man. Hey, man. I'm sorry a little late. I had to go get a little celebratory drink, you know. Uh, oh, I had to, I had to fly oh, out to beyond real quick, you know. <laughs> have a little drink before I came out here, man. Okay, oh, man. Let's well, see the let's see the jersey before you start getting on. Yeah, I saw, I saw he threw a little jersey on, so you know we had to go with the kid. Oh, that's yeah, the kid. kid. Yeah. 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 Dynamic duo, man. You know, oh, duo the Knicks haven't seen in a minute, so <laughs> we got the dynamic duo in the in the bottom right there. We have a starting lineup right here, man. We got we got Jason Kidd on the left, Vince on the shooting guard. You know, we got, we got an all time lineup right here, man. No cap, no cap. Listen, man, as long as we don't got RJ Barrett in the five, oh, we're good. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. Starting yeah, early. Starting early. Did the Knicks anything better with RJ Barrett got out yesterday? Question. Yes, they did. They did, yeah, but, man, he wasn't feeling it. He wasn't feeling good there. Yeah, a little pizza, you know, a little cold pizza. Uh, you know, but but let's, 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 let's get right into the topic, the big topic. The blown calls in the last two minutes, right? We got blown calls in the last two minutes, debatable. So what we're gonna do? We're gonna go with the NBA's two-minute report here. All right, I'm gonna throw some screens right here. Mitchell Robinson was not happy right here, right here. He says, "Wow, got pushed in the back and hit the ball first. Right here, you see Lamarcus Aldridge hand right there pushing Mitchell Robinson. I'm gonna start off first with that play. I saw the game again. When I saw it live, I thought it was bull." No foul, but it was a foul. It was a foul. It definitely came across the arm and fouled him. I'm upset because it was James Johnson, man. Come on. The man is averaging four points a game, I think. James Johnson, you do not foul James Johnson in that situation. But anyways, let's talk about that play first. NBA confirmed that it was a foul, man. What do you think? I'm going to start with you, Ruben. Was that a foul or long call? No, nah, it was a foul. He got him yeah. clearly across the arm, you know. Did he push him in the back? Yeah, but the ref's not going to call that in that time. We already know. But that was a foul compared to the other ones that they called earlier in the game for sure. Yeah, but before I kick it to the Nets fans, I'm going to throw y'all something right here in the last two minutes right here. It says LaMarcus Aldridge, three seconds. So before the foul, there should have been a – LaMarcus Aldridge, three-second call right there, according to the last two weeks report. I mean, come on, man. What y'all thought? You said this was in a cheating game. What you thought about that blown call right there, Gene? I'm going don't, to tell me, don't tell me you're bringing out three-second <laughs> Come on, You, you know the panic when they bring out the three-second. Hey, it's the last two minutes report, bro. He's in the bank. Come on. About a three-second call? And what about the push in the back, oh, then? What about the push in the back? The push in the back, I'll give you that, but I'm not. I'm not really gonna. I can't really give you too much. Like, if the call is right or wrong, at the end of the day, that that call, there was a foul. There probably was a foul before they missed. But the refs. This is a consistent theme throughout every single NBA game every night. So it's like at this point, like this is what the players have to expect is just to get 
blown by calls. It's been one of James Harden's biggest obstacles to overcome this year is how the refs have been refereeing the game. Nets are still number one in the Eastern Conference through not playing anywhere near their best. And I'm just saying that in a way to, to show that that's what the that's what it is right now. And I don't think there's really a favor one way or the other. It does come out to that at the end of the game one time or not, but it's a lot of it's a lot of calls going every game. Like it's crazy, man. It's just trash. I don't fuck with that. I don't yeah, fuck not for sure, man. So what you think about the the blown push in the back and the blown three the three second violation call? I'll go, I'll go straight to the fact that I believe when it's a game on a line like that, you let them play. They're grown, you know, they're grown men. Let them play. At that point, it's like you said, it's James Johnson. God knows what he's going to do with the basketball. I mean, as a Nets fan, I don't know what he's going to do with the basketball. Yo. So, like, my my thing, my thing with all that is they have a point. I mean, Mitch has a point. Julius has a point. Julius was the real reason you guys lost with the technical. If he doesn't get teed up, you have a two-point game or whatever it may be. I think we would have been up. Uh, we would have been down one, actually, if you really look at it. By the narrative, nah, yeah, was obviously. But, uh, but the refs this year have just been – they've just been everywhere. I just got finished watching uh, a different game uh, with the Pacers and Atlanta just now. It just finished down to the wire like yesterday, and it was a blown call that Chris Duarte went up for the game-winning layup, and hit, hit Kevin Hewitt grabbed his jersey. No call. Game over, Atlanta wins. Now in the two-minute report, it's going to come out. There was a foul. What do we do there, though? Like, what, what do we do as the NBA community? Like, do we start, like, letting them review it? At a potential, like, do we do we need a coach's challenge, something like that? Do we go to the NFL route where we just let the refs decide, let the officials above decide? Mm, I don't know. It's it's kind of come down to what do we do in the park? It's call your own fouls. It's let's do the you know what I mean. There's so many ways you can go about it. I just feel like the way we're doing it right now is not the correct way. Yeah, I mean they're gonna have to start finding these uh, referees or please. something. Or please fire Scott Foster for the life of me, please. But Chris Paul, Chris Paul Chris Paul will send you fifty thousand if they fire. Hey, Chris Paul's the head of the players, the players union, and he hasn't got him fired yet. That says a lot. We got the modern day Tony Donahue there. We're gonna see that thirty for thirty for him in ten years, guaranteed. But Don Juan, what you think about those calls at the end, man? And let me give you one more last call in the last two minute report here. The the travel that I was screaming about, James Harden blankly just jumped, spun in the air. <laughs> no, this is not. This was a Julius Randle when he drove to the paint and got fouled. They said that was a foul. That, that one was a clear one. But after the Durant bump, bump foul early in the game, and then the, they they also had the uh, I can't find it right now, but they had when James Harden did a spin move right in the air, looking for KD because that man was scared with the ball at the end of the game. And he traveled again there too, so a lot of missed calls went Brooklyn way. Gone on. What you think yeah, it's about tough. that? I mean, I would I would say not so much about the two minute report. You know, there was some calls that could have gone that could have gone our way. They didn't it didn't go our way, but you know something that was pretty alarming was just the free throw differential. Like these guys had twenty five attempts, we had twelve. I mean, I do think we we should have been a little more aggressive, but. Clearly, we weren't getting the calls, and it seemed like we just stopped. We should stop being aggressive. We just kind of settled for more threes because, realistically, like we weren't getting calls. James Harden had ten free throws. It, it seemed like it, it went back to the old way. Like James Harden's getting all these calls. KD is getting calls. Like we, KD did his 
it's, it's some superstar calls. You know, <laughs> at the end of the day, they're going to get those calls. Granted, like you said, yeah, yeah. he wasn't getting those calls early on, but, you know, it seems like they're giving him a little, a, you know, a little leeway now because it was clearly affecting the team. And, and maybe there's some pressure, too, from the NBA. Like, yo, what you doing to my man? That's that's half of his game. How else is he going to score more than, more than 25 points? Gotta get to the line at least 15 times. That's oh, the, man, don't go with some fire right now. But, but it is what fire. it is. I mean, look, we didn't even get to the line that much. There wasn't that cause going our way, and it was a two point two point loss. And and realistically, I blame ourselves because of that flat performance in the third quarter. Yeah. If, if not for that third that third quarter slip up to start, I think we 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 in the game comfortably. But, yeah, man, you know, sure. when you got superstars like KD and Harden, you, you can't, there's no room for error, you know? So I think we, we, we messed up with the third quarter performance like usual. We let them go on a 14-0 run, and it's tough to bounce back when you dig yourself in a, dig yourself in a hole like that. I got a question for you guys as Knicks fans. Do you That's believe it. that Julius Randle gets the superstar calls yet? I mean, he said it. He said it himself yesterday at the end of the game. He said that the referee said that he's just too strong, and he's That's just not gonna up. get those calls because mm-hmm. he's just waiting. He's too strong. He's a stronger person, and yeah. and it doesn't affect his shot. And listen, I I've said this so many times on the show, man. Julius Randle, the Knicks are gonna go as far as Julius Randle takes us, but we all know he is not that guy. He's not a superstar, but we gotta ride with our guy right now. You feel me? So. I'm going to throw this to Ruben right here. I mean, Julius Randle said that, and he got that bad, bad technical foul at the end of the game. I mean, what what do you think about Julius Randle, about superstar calls right now? I just think that he should stop looking to get superstar calls, in mm-hmm. my opinion. I think he needs to look to get calls throughout the whole game, like within the game is what I mean. Like, stop flailing and whatnot if you get tapped on the arm, you know, like like trying to exaggerate getting the call and whatnot. The pump fakes are going to work. You see it. You saw it work in what quarter was that? I think it was the second quarter where he got KD on the end one. And even Seb was like, oh, how is that a foul? And it's just like, he didn't even the land. That's a call within the game. You know what I mean? That's what he has to do more. He has to, he has to go to the basket the same way every time with the same aggression and stop looking for the call and then maybe he'll get them. I agree. That he needs to learn how to finish through the contact and in my opinion more. For sure, man. Gene, does Julius Randle scare you at all? So what are, what are you what are your thoughts on Julius Randle? Oh listen man. If I seen him in the playoffs, <laughs> I'm playing Ben Simmons defense on him. That's what <laughs> I'm <saying>. Oh man. <laughs> it's just it looked like it was it was like a phantom out there. But in terms of yesterday, you know I'm not he is he is a great player. I was telling Juan, it kind of reminds me back to your mellow days where it's like he's a great player, but he shouldn't be the best player on your team because he he put he gives a ceiling to your team. And so with Julius Randle, the ceiling right now is that if he's not on, like there was Knicks fans sitting around me and Juan who were saying it as well, that like he kind of just starts giving up, he starts complaining, he starts yeah. failing. And, it, and it, if that's your best player, it's going to trickle down to your whole team. And so your whole team is just complaining. And it's just, just bad vibes to keep it a book. Um, and so with Julius Randle, I think he has the, – the Knicks do need to figure out how to make it work with him at the moment because there doesn't seem to be a just a star out there. I was telling Juan, like, 
it would be I think John Wall is worth the chance. I don't know if he's worth the eighty million dollar chance. Wow. But like if there was a way he was bought out oh, or yeah. something, like hey. on that nature, he's the kind of guy who like he takes the ball out of Julius Randle's hands. Maybe just get Julius Randle being a rim runner, making like one read decisions. Cause right now it's it's a lot on his plate. And if he's on, it's gonna work. But if he's not on, it's not gonna work. That's a good point, man. Don Juan, what you gotta say about the the bad, the Randall, the superstar? I mean, just talk about Randall a little bit. I know we've talked about Randall a lot on this show. We've definitely spoken about him, man. You know, I was hoping that you know bringing Kemba and Fournier would just you know help him out. And here we go with this Kemba news. He's out of the rotation. Thank God, but. Burks, I feel like fits that fits the mold where he, he's he's getting the he's getting the ball away from Randall, but like like Gene kind of said, you know the body language says it all, and he's not always there. And it's funny because the the, the Randall haters, the guys that do come at Randall, I feel like that's one the main thing they come at him is I mean, obviously decision making, but the body language and and the body language speaks volume. You as the leader. The guys are looking up to you and you're over here looking like being down and, and and it's funny because i was actually talking to mario too about this the other day that if he's not started if he doesn't start with the ball and scoring he kind of shuts himself out the game already and you know i think halfway through the games he wakes up either making a good defensive read that he 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 just i guess he's naturally just a scorer and the other things don't come to him naturally but when he puts that effort you see it especially defensively he looks good on defense, especially when he puts the effort. But besides that, if he's not scoring, he's not really engaged. And I think he needs to trust in the team a little more and just get and be more more engaged defensively, setting picks. Because that's really that's what that's what sets him apart. When he's doing those things, it helps his game. If he's helping the other guys with his get an easier shot, it's gonna open the game for him. But Randall, man, it's tough. I I, I like Randall and I always defend him. Because guys always slander him. I mean, that's the like Mario said, it, that's the guy that we're gonna live and die by. He's the he's the guy getting the bag, and just like he's getting the bag, he expects to get the ball just as much. So it's unfortunate the situation where at the end of the day there's there's still a cap on the next team, and the players need to exceed expectations for us to really reach our full potential. But I mean, it's not we lost by two to the next. Come on, man. come on, man. I mean, I. <laughs> It's tough, man. I'm not even going to go to Seth because I don't want to hit a Randall troll. But this is Knicks fans wilding, but we're going to keep it neutral right here, man. I got a couple questions for y'all, too, about your Brooklyn Nets. I mean, you guys, Gene mentioned earlier, still in first place. And, and it seems like you guys are in first place. And Gene mentioned this as well earlier, but haven't played to your full potential yet. Like, I mean, obviously Kyrie with the vaccine and all that. And Harden has struggled this year. Looks like he's waking up a little bit, but he, he hasn't had the best year. But, you know, KD's putting the team on your back. I just want to ask you two guys. I'm going to start with you, Seth. What do you see is the biggest issue right now with Brooklyn? Health. Health and yeah. continuity. I mean, think about it. You have your best three-point shooter, one of the league's best three-point shooters in Harris, not playing. He's out for another, I think it's about two more months, just had surgery. You got Claxton. We haven't even seen him. He was supposed to be our starting five. You know, he's supposed to be our big man. And he came out with an illness, and the team was very – it's a very weird situation because I – maybe John Carlos knows. I don't even know what the illness is, 
but he's been out for two months now with an illness, and that's every time on the injury report. So we haven't seen our five out there, our rim runner, our protector. You know, he gives me Jared Allen vibes, just at a little bit diminished level. Um, Jared Allen was fearless. I don't think Claxton's fearless. I feel like if he sees Giannis driving down the paint, he's going to let him get the two points. Uh, <laughs> business decisions, but, I mean, you just have so many players. Blake Griffin, he's – Oh, my he God. Might, he might have to go see Ben Simmons' therapist because he's <laughs> the same thing. He's doing the same thing right now. He's out there. I think he's shooting like, what, 17% from three-point, and, and he's chugging them away. He's letting them fly. KD keeps telling him to shoot, and I'm telling KD, yo, bro, like, no. you don't got it, gang. Like, you can't let him go out there and just keep chucking them out. You know, so now now he's a healthy scratch. He's pulling a Kemba Walker. And and we get to a point where, where, you know, our team's not there. You know, Patty Mills has stepped up tremendously. Yesterday, I told you guys about Bembry. Bembry is – he's just he's just active everywhere. He's on the floor. Terrible. The energy that he brings, he's everywhere. A terrible basketball know? player. So, Javon <laughs> Carter, he got to stop. I'll tell you right now, he got to stop. He does not have what he thinks he has. He, he just needs to be a 10-minute role – and Cam is finding his groove in the NBA. He he struggled mightily coming into the league. I think he started one of twenty-one or something like that. He was he was bad. He was god off. I was even advocating him to just go to the G League, and then he threw a forty-six point ball up on the board. He came out. He started bugging out in the NBA as well. So the team is just they're they're meshing together right now. So it's one of those things where you know Harden's still trying to find his rhythm. He's blaming Kyrie and the media about the reasoning why he's just not making shots and, and all this other stuff. I Like I told you yesterday, you are an MVP. You led the league in scoring. You cannot be coming out here talking about Kyrie's messing up your functionality on the offense. You ran the point at the Houston Rockets with Eric Gordon as your second best player. I'm not hearing nothing you're telling me. You know, you have Kevin Durant on the floor with you. So... You know, Patty Mills is is my guy. You guys know how much I, I appreciate what he's doing because he's been able to step into the role where he could facilitate the ball. He can, he plays active defense, and as little as that man is, he'll shoot that three ball. And right now, I'm pretty sure he's leading the league in three point percentage, if I'm not mistaken. So the team is just finding his rhythm. Once once it's healthy, and if Kyrie ever comes around, he comes around. I'm not gonna discuss Kyrie on this topic, um, <laughs> but if the man wants to come around and, and you know play basketball and continue to contribute to this team, we'll see it. But as of right now, with this team, we can make the ECF and we'll give somebody a run for their money, but I just don't have that confidence that I had last year. Oof. Big points. This guy, Seb, just gave you a rundown of the whole roster. Very quick. Very impressive, man. Very impressive. G. Carlos, what you got to piggyback on? You made some great points, but I have to disagree with you in the fact that you think our biggest problem is host. I think the biggest problem is the elephant in the room that nobody wants to address. It's little baby's boyfriend or girlfriend, whatever you want to call it, James Harden. <laughs> you know, he's he's not playing anywhere near his capabilities. He is the point guard of the team. And so he doesn't put the team in a rhythm. He's averaging somewhere around 4.7 turnovers. I swear to God, every game, he starts the game with, like, a turnover. Like, that's how he warms up now. Because before he used to warm up with free throws, and now he warms up with turnovers. And it's like he doesn't value the possession. Patty Mills is easily by far the best point guard on the team at the moment. And James Harden is giving off, putting the team in a horrible rhythm at the moment. I also put some blame on Steve Nash. I gave some time to Steve Nash in his first year. But, you know, Steve Nash is getting me tight because, like, 
Like, yo, dudes is fucking up, and Steve Nash is coming around clapping like a fucking like Christmas toy. Like, yeah, yeah, it's all good, guys. Yeah, yeah. This day of ours. For no reason. Like, what are you clapping about? Like, this dude, James Harden, got seven turnovers in the third quarter. Like, yeah. talk some shit. Like, Kenny Atkinson wouldn't let that shit slide. No cap. So, yo, Kenny's your guy, man. And so, and so. I think it's those two things right there. It has a lot to do with James Harden. I don't know. I don't want to call it a rhythm anymore because it's 20 games. It's like what Thibodeau said for y'all earlier. I love what he said. He's like, you know, we say five games, we give him 10 games, and it's 20 games, and it's mm-hmm. 40 games, and the season's over. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's what people have been. I'm, I'm proud of the Nets fans. We finally booed James Harden in the last game against the Suns because that's that's a prime opportunity. All of James Harden's best games have been against bum-ass teams. Against teams he's not getting paid to play against. And the Nets gave up everything for James Harden. We gave up Jared Allen. We gave up Karis LeVert. We gave yeah, up God, Spencer. both of y'all love Karis. Gave up Spencer Dinwiddie, you know, because we can't sign Dinwiddie because we got to have to sign James Harden. And James Harden's a free agent. So we're kind of like our hands are tied at this point. We have to, we're literally forced to re sign this guy who doesn't have a mid range. He just, like at the moment, okay. Like I'm speaking at the moment, you know. Yeah, if he yeah. comes back to the MVP Harden, you know, it's a whole different story. But I haven't seen him at all. I've only seen him glimpses of it against mid competition against the Knicks. No offense to y'all, the Magic <laughs> against the Cavs. Like this is not like um, title contending competition, which is what the Nets are paying for and banking on. So I'm, I'm gonna put it on. Man, there is no Knicks slander on this show, man. This is Knicks fans wild. Anytime you slander the Knicks, you get off the show automatic. You get an automatic 30-second timeout. You get a breather, all right? Well, Make out. that I'm be gonna... known. Make that be known. I'm going to bring you back, and I'm going to ask you one question. Do you think you guys right now are going to make it to the Eastern Conference Final, like Seth said, maybe NBA Finals? I'm bring you back, but think about it. And think about not slandering the Knicks on Knicks fans wild. Yeah. I'm going to say one thing off what you said. He said that we couldn't sign Dinwiddie. That's false. We could have. It's just Josiah, I think you saw the luxury tax a little bit, saw the performances last year, and he's like, you guys got to earn it, in a sense. Um, and plus, Dinwiddie was coming off an injury. So it's we didn't know what Dinwiddie was coming out. And if and Nets fans know it. We've had one good year at Dinwiddie, but there was moments where Dinwiddie would go out there and chuck shots until he made them. And that's what we're seeing right now with Levert in Indiana. I'm not speaking about Levert. You haven't heard me talk about Levert at all this year. There's a reason why, because Levert has been horrible for Indiana this year. There's times when he gets benched the whole second half. So when you say, oh, we traded away Levert, we traded away Allen, we traded away this, okay. So let's put the situation back. We're back with Levert. We're back with Allen. We're back with Dinwiddie. Right, John Carlos? You yeah. with me on this? All right. Yeah. So no no, no, James Harden. Mm-hmm. Kyrie doesn't want a little band-aid on his, on his side of the shoulder. So what are you stuck with? You're stuck with KD, Dinwiddie, Levert, Allen, no Harden. Mm-hmm. Are we still going to the ECF with that group? Bruh. Do you have a possibility? I, Do you have a possibility, I, I, though? From what I, I – you still have Dinwiddie, too, right? You from have Dinwiddie. I've, from what I've seen this season, yeah, bro, because that team will play with a better rhythm. We had, mm, we had yeah. continuity. Those guys are playing together. You have to take into consideration Caris LeVert is going to a whole new situation in Indiana, first time in his career, coming off a kidney surgery, for goodness sake. 
Like, that's a guy you got to give some leeway with when it comes to that. Jared Allen would be helping us beyond measure right now. He is okay. everything we need right now. But we so don't the answer is yes, right? The answer is yes? We would yes. go to the ECF still, right? Yeah. So, from what you're telling me, from what you're telling me. With this Harden. With, with, this, with this team that we're assembling, without Harden, without Kyrie, with the three that we're missing, right? We're beating the Bucks. We could beat them, bro. We could beat them. We got no, no, like just got yes, KD. yes or no. It's a it's a solid, yes, confident yes, yes or no yes, question. Yes. Are we gonna beat the Bucks? Yes. We're mm. gonna beat the Bucks. Well, Karis Levert is our second best player against yes. Uhad and Chris Lewis. Beat them last year, and James Harden. I think a YMCA nigga could have contributed more. Mike that's James, a good point. If we would have played. I think we would have played better against the Bucks. That's a great. That's a great point. I mean, Seb, you can't you can't battle that, man. You can't. You cannot battle that, but a lot of Brooklyn talk on the show right now, man. Yeah, we kind of wilding out right now. Man. I'm like, yo, we got to speed this up. Let's fans wilding. Nah, man. Y'all talk after the show if y'all want to start a Nets fans wilding, all right? Get out of here with that, man. Let's go back to the New York Knicks right now and talk about the biggest thing that happened this week with the Knicks. Kimball Walker being benched. Ah, Thibodeau. He, he's not playing. He said that quote earlier. Gene just mentioned it. You know, five, 10 to 10, 10 to 20. And then by the time you know it, we, we, we fight it for that play-in. I mean, Kemba was not performing the way we thought he would perform. And and Seb called it early in the year. He was roasting the, the Kemba sign. And when we was all on, on cloud nine with the Bronx boy coming back. So I got to start with John Wall, man. That you, Ruben. Did you find the new shocking, and, and do you agree with it? Uh, I mean, I definitely agree with it. But, yeah, I found it shocking just because, you know, Tibbs, Tibbs usually doesn't make major adjustments, and I felt like that 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 adjustment itself just – I feel like the whole world heard it. Maybe just the Knicks world, but I feel like the whole world heard it, especially New Yorkers. I mean, he was just – he's a New Yorker, you know. Look at the warm walk on – after that deal, after that signing happened, the warm welcome that, that the Knicks, New York gave him. Obviously, he's from New York. The whole Mecca, him and UConn hitting the big shot in, in the garden, like that plays a part. It was sentimental. But the fact that they was able to pull the plug that fast, no emotional tie, yo, this is business. This is what it is. He hasn't been performing. We can't put him out there. Like that was what I felt like just rung about. And it hurt me because I've been calling for Kemba's. To, to be benched for a while now, I would say at least over a month, just like, yo, it's becoming evident. Let's not wait till the last minute in the season to pull this off. Because, I mean, we saw last year when he had for Payton out there sticking up the joint, and he pretty much managed to, you know, stick through it the whole season. <laughs> up until the playoffs, literally the last game or two, he pulled the plug on, on Payton. And, you know, I'm glad that Tibbs has, has that, you know, that, I guess just that that control, because you know I don't think a guy like Fizdale could do that. I don't think many money coaches would do that. And Tibbs was like, "Yo, man, I, I'm I'm playing for I'm playing for a spot, a playoff spot. This team has potential, as we saw against the Hawks. That that lineup change was was great, and it and it, and and even look look at yesterday. Alec Burks was was a was a was a you know he played a great game against a good team that you know." You know, the Nets are the number one in the East, and, and the Knicks fought throughout that whole game. And, and part of the reason is because of that 
that that rotation change and you know, hopefully Tibbs is could could do that in other ways too. I mean, there's another guy I'll probably throw out there too, but we will talk about that later on because I don't want I don't want to start calling everybody's head now. You know what? This guy should sit. This guy should chill out, man. Chill out. We eleven and ten, man. I'm gonna go right now to Ruben and Seth. This question for y'all. Uh, do you think Kimba right now has any trade value? And were you shocked about the news? I'm gonna start with you, Ruben. Uh, I wasn't shocked about the news. More or less, it was just like, ah, oh, man, you know, you knew it was gonna happen. It kind of just stung when it did, cause I was high hopes on on Kemba. You know, I saw who we had running the show at the point guard last year, and I said he's definitely an upgrade. He's <laughs> definitely gonna bring something, you know, coming back. But those knees are telling him it's time, probably. You know, it looked like he can't defend anyone. He gets baby too easily in the paint, and with this defensive team, he's just lost out there, and he's he doesn't fit with Julius, and you could just see it's evident. Only in 20 games you could see it. So it was tough. It's tough, but, you know, we had to do it. It's a good move by Tibbs. Like I said to Seb, Alec Burks is like that. We see him. You see him, what he's going to do. If you're smart, bet that man's over for the next, you know, couple games he's going to hit. It's easy money. You bet that man's over. How about that? (laughs) I definitely am, for sure. Let's see next game. Yeah, uh, as far as Kemba's trade value, man, what you think no, about I mean, trade I think he's definitely at, at most worth a second round pick at most. You know, second that's where we got like 30 of those. I'll take it. We got like 30 of those for the next few years. Fill the bank up. Fill the bank up. I mean, listen, off topic a little bit, but Miami and the Bulls, they got caught, they got hit with a second round pick for tampering i mean if that's all it's gonna cost then just fill up the bank for sure with that yeah, so yeah get back into the into the kemba real quick so what you think about kemba's news and his trade value right now let's hear what this guy gotta say the news you want me to talk about the news talk about the news talk about the news it was a time coming i told you guys from the moment you guys signed him i saw it he doesn't fit you guys system i saw it and i told you guys the same thing with him and evan um yeah i'm not gonna get back into the whole nitty-gritty with brooklyn but we saw what brooklyn did to them in that backcourt against boston last year in the playoffs they averaged 90 points a game against fournier and kemba <laughs> you know what i mean like it's like when y'all brought them in the, the nets looked at it like again but except <laughs> for you guys oh we laugh like you know what i mean so you gotta remember that from that aspect from what i'm looking at it as but then when i put it into the perspective that he's coming in and he's gonna play with rj RJ's a guy who he he you know how I feel. It's his third year. He still hasn't for me, he hasn't proven anything. You know what I mean? He's shown that he could be a good role player in this league, but as a third overall pick, you cannot be going out there and, carefully, you know, and digressing. I'm I mean, I'm just speaking facts. You know, if we go to the stat sheets and we go on the stats, you see what goes on. So we'll go back to Kemba real quick. With Kemba, I just never saw it fit him because he needs the ball to succeed. You know what I mean? He's a he led the league in charges, I believe, last year with uh with Boston, right? If I'm not correct. Him and Lowry was up there. So, you know, I thought, you know, with him with Dibs, he could work out defensively, but offensively, God lead, like that offense, who can go out there and just go one on one and get a bucket? I'm not looking at RJ. I'm not looking at Fournier and I'm not looking at you know, Mitch. So you got two players in Randall and maybe Kemba. 
But Kemba this year, he just decided to be content with taking those threes on the outside perimeter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got Randall. I said a hundred times yesterday. How many times do we see him when he sees competition in front of him? When he sees that best player in the world, when he sees a Giannis, a KD, LeBron, whatever in front of him, he wants to take the step, step, shimmy, 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 mid range jump shot instead of going to the basket. If the refs are telling you too strong, it's for a reason, bro. You yeah, look bro. like you bench three hundred and eat bricks. Like you gotta <laughs> go to the basket. Like I'm sorry, bro. You you know Knicks. You know you guys have a tough method of going to the basket, doing fouls, have that tough defense. You got to go and play that kind of play, you know, play style. He's over here trying to be flashy, making the, the garden ooh and ah, like, but you got to go get a basket. And he was doing that a lot with Atlanta. And I don't think Capella was that intimidating when you was you was getting it in with him. You know what I mean? Like, no, like, for real, like, in that playoff series, when he wanted to get to the basket, he got there. You know what I mean? But he kept taking those mid-ranges. And I know you you know me more than well. I'm admitting to everything. When, when you guys are right, you guys are right. But – Kemba to me just couldn't fit a play style with a player like that. For me, with with Julius, if he's not the man, he needs somebody like Chris Paul to tell him like, "You sit there and you wait for me to get you the ball." Or he needs a LeBron or something. Man, we not listening to Seb rant about <laughs> some right now. He, I told him to tread lightly. I gave him the benefit of the doubt. That he started going in right now. Might, I told he might, him he might have gone over a minute. Randall is our best player, and you cannot slander him on Knicks fans. MVP Randall, right there. He man. is our Come star. On. We're going as far as Randall is taking us, man. All right, hey, you can have your opinions about Randall and stuff, but. That's all. That's our guy right now. That's our guy. I'm sorry we all have tough t- things to say about Randall, man. Listen, man, I'm very upset with this year's Randall because I was defending him till I was purple in the face all summer about, oh, it was only a five-game sample size against the Hawks that he not like that. Look at the 72 game. And he's just been laying an egg the, the first 20 games. I mean, we only saw some big moments from him two, three games. It's been a handful. So it's disgusting, man. But he's still our guy. We're not letting him get any slander here on Knicks fans. While you see the sign in the back, man, that's what it is. Gee, before I bring Seth back in, man, give your two cents about Kemba Walker. Man. All right, yeah, my two cents about Kemba, um, to to you know, not really about his fit because you guys already talked about that. I'll talk more about Kemba personally, um, like as in like how he could really resuscitate his career because at this point it's done with the Knicks. I, that's what it looks like. It sounds like they're trying to get him out of here. Um, and I've been a fan of Kemba um, since UConn, you know? Just since race. I used to see him cook my high school sometimes. <laughs> so um, it, it hurts, man. I, I, I've been a lifelong Nets fan, but I did want it to work out with Kemba and the Knicks. But I always felt like, not always, but recently, I've been coming to realize, like, Kemba's just... Like it seems like he's too content and too nice when he's when when he's discussing um the circumstances of everything is like whether it's he's on the Celtics oh you know everything's good and jolly when like you guys aren't meeting your expectations like you should be showing at least some frustration like I know you're you're you know he, he's probably a positive guy and it's gotten him this far in his career so you can't really slight him for that but I think at this point. Like you guys and everybody knows his injury woes. Um, they're they're kind of like chronic injuries. Um, but you know he got a guy like Derrick Rose on this team that he can look to towards to for some inspiration in that aspect. Um, but he's gonna really have to retool and and reconfigure how he approaches the game because he's not the same player, but he still has that elite skill set. 
he just has to figure out how to apply it now. You know, he's got to really, he's got to really show effort out there. Like he can't just be a guy going through the motions on, on defense. Um, because you know it's one thing staying in front of a dude, but if you're just known as the scrappy guy who's like you know blitzing the the, the ball handler, like you're gonna make an impact on the game like that. But you know he, he he's got to now reconfigure his mind to willing to expend energy on defense and not just offense, which is not something he's been doing throughout his career. So you know I wish Kemba the best, man, for real. I, I hope he he bounces back from this this major setback with the Knicks. Yeah, man, for sure. I mean, we, we, we love Kemba, but it, it is what it is. Alec Burke was definitely putting in work. And, and yeah, bro, but before we get up out of here, we like to look ahead and give predictions for the next three games before. And, and Don Juan's been – he hasn't got anything right this year, so I'm going to give him another week right here. Don Juan, we got the Bulls. At, we got Bulls at home, we got Indiana at home, and then we go to San Antonio, three-game week. What you giving the Knicks this, year, mm. this week? Let's see. Let's see. This it. week. I'm going to go 2-1. 2-1-1. Nice. 2-1. Right. Who two that loss coming to? That loss, I'll say the Nuggets. Nuggets. Can't handle the Nuggets. Is Jokic back? Yeah, Jokic yeah, is back. Jokic is back. All right, man, Ruben. They 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 dealing with some injuries, and I feel like Knicks Knicks wake up on the other side. Yeah, of the, the Bulls, the know. Nuggets, and who was the last team? Spurs. Go at Spurs. Yeah, I think we go one and two. One and two. Damn, man. we lose. Where where we get that one win from? Uh, we definitely get it at the Spurs for sure. So we lose it to the Bulls and the Nuggets. Seb, I'm gonna go with you, man. Three game <laughs> week with the Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm scared of even that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What's the teams again? We at home against the Bulls. We at home oh, against yeah. the Nuggets, and then oh, we yeah. on the road against San Antonio and Dumb Spurs. We play well on the road. Yeah, that's true. I'm gonna go 0 and 3 though. 0 <laughs> <laughs> and 3, man. Oh man. If you learned anything from Seth, what else could you expect with that answer, man? Respect, bro. Yo, Gene, I'm gonna go with you. Listen, bro, you know, it's been a rough day for you yesterday, and you know, it, it was probably a bit rough, you know, just talking, you know, through the game with some Nets fans, so. I'm gonna follow your rules. I'm not. I'm just not even gonna say anything. Like I'm gonna just. My mama said, "If you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say it at all." So, mm. You fill in the blank, bro. But you know. Oh, at three. What else? The refs can fuck shit up. Ah, oh, here we go. Anything what else can you expect from Nets fans, man? You two gotta talk and start a Nets fans wild because y'all both bugged <laughs> out, right? Now. I'm with it. Tune in. You heard it here That's first on Nets fans wild. Let's get it. Yo, but man, what a great show with my guy, Gene, Seb, Ruben, of course, my co-host, Don Juan, always in the damn building, man. And I'm going I'm to I'm let y'all sign out right here. I'm going to go first, start it off with my guy, Seb. Talk about you, man, and get up out of here. So get get the people out of here. It was a pleasure, man. It was a pleasure being y'all. Uh, pleasure talking sports with you guys, as always. You know, you guys are my brothers, and, you know, it was a great game last yo. Can we expect a better game between the two? You know, I mean, it could have went either way, blowout, whatever. But in the Tyson game, you know, great season ahead of us. There's a lot of ball left, a lot of things to turn around. You know, never know who can come around in a trade or whatever it may be. So, 
pleasure as always. I'm always I'm always happy to jump on your show. For sure. We're definitely gonna have you back on. So right, thanks so for nice. tuning in. My boy Gene Carlos, my guy right here. Tune Yo, out, get out of here. Triple M, what's up? Thanks for having me on the show. Shout out to everybody watching, Don Juan, Ruben. Um, it was a pleasure, you know. It was a great game yesterday. I was that was a, a, a great moment in, in New York sports history, no cap. At least just being able Whoa. to experience that with Don Juan. The vibe was it was it was a it was a real electric vibe in Barclays yesterday, and it was a great experience. It was a great game. You know, we'll see where these teams go down. You know, things are real tight in the East, so the Knicks are still in the thick of things. They got a great coach who's showing with this decision with Kemba that he's willing to do whatever it takes to win. So the Knicks are definitely mm. in better circumstances than they have been in the past, and um, mm. I think good things are, are ahead for them. Yeah, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Ruben, what's good? Thank you for having me. You already know we're going to do this again for sure. Mm. We're going to be planning a trip soon. We're going to discuss it again. But uh, hopefully, you know, that one and two could maybe turn into two and one, possibly three and oh. But, uh, three and oh. you know, we're going to see what we're going to do. Tibbs making great moves as of right now. So we got to be happy with what he's doing as a coach. You know, that's what we got him in for. And hopefully, you know, the lineup could continue. Hopefully he could actually open his eyes and actually play Obi. Another topic Don Juan, you know, touched on earlier, but you know, yeah, man, we so play, you know, let's go next, like always. Oh boy, my brother Don Juan, getting us out of here. Yes, sir. You know what it is, Knicks fans wilding. You was on Brooklyn. I mean, Ruben, we gotta make boys. that trip. We gotta make that trip soon. We gotta make a yeah. trip soon. We gotta visit. You know, get a get a whole mob somewhere in, in another court. But but thank thank you everybody for tuning in. Knicks fans while and Don Juan here in the building. Man, it was it was great to have all you guys in the show. Can't wait to do this again. I mean, this is one of what you got three more matchups against the Nets. So we definitely gonna have to do this again and, and get and get you know get into it a little more and hopefully an RNC see see a one on our side too, because you know y'all barely won, man. Y'all barely won. And I'm, gonna, and I'm not gonna let that rock, especially Especially considering the fact that there were so many Nick fans in there, but it is what it is. I love the fact that you guys also put some good word in for us too. I mean, as as an NBA fan, you you do appreciate when organizations are doing the right thing. So I do appreciate you guys for sh showing us love, but also make sure to make sure to follow us. That if there's any new new listeners, new watchers out there, you know we're giving we're doing a giveaway at 100 subscribers. So please, if you're not if you're not subscribed, subscribe to the channel. Boost us up, like it, comment, share. Let us know how y'all feel in this Kemba thing. I mean, I felt like it shook the world. So let us know how y'all feel about Kemba. Is it a sad story, good story? What how y'all feel about that? I heard the Nets apparently are looking at getting a new point guard too. So Kemba mm. available. Let me know. Yeah. No, we'll take a first round. Man. We'll give y'all Javon Carter. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you on the Javon Carter. You already know the vibes, man. It's your boy Triple M. What's up? As Don Juan mentioned, make sure to like and subscribe on this channel. And yeah, I had a great time with all my brothers in the building, man. We got Don Juan, Ruben, Gene Carlo, and Seth, man. Thank you for jumping on. You already know Knicks yeah, fan while an alumni now. And we got another matchup, so definitely going to be tuning in. Thank you for your next talk. And as I say every week before we get up out of here, man, make sure to enjoy life because you never know what's going to happen. Life is very short. 
make sure to to tell the people you love you love them and, and just enjoy every moment sports whatever you like man just make sure to to get that in you feel me so you already know triple m signing us out of here thank you